family. Uh, welcome to the Inspired at the World Times of Devotion. Uh, I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity to lead the prayers this morning. As usual, we're going to be praying for the next few minutes. Hallelujah. So I'll be reading from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to, two, 1 to 4. Praise God. First Timothy 2, 1 to 4. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying. I'm going to be praying for all men. I'm also going to be praying for leaders of the nation. Um, I don't know about other countries, but for Nigeria, for the past um, few days, it's been one violence or the other. So we're going to be praying for peace in nations of the world. We're also going to be praying for our leaders for divine wisdom. We're going to be praying that by the power of the Holy Ghost, they receive only godly counsel in the mighty name of Jesus and all the plans of the devil to cause chaos across countries of the world comes to nothing by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's submit our mics and begin speaking other tongues. Rabba libo, janta libo, Thank 
Oh, 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Yes, there are walls of God of resistance have been broken down, oh God. No, it's not the time of the Antichrist. Therefore, we refuse to let the world be separated into the tribe of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Many more souls of God are coming to the knowledge of Christ and to the truth of the gospel. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Liga Sante Kalebondi, Insa Plaka Donje, Liprang the Katida, Legrond Prakadeza Kabaya. Yes, their defenses have been broken down in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are cutting down all of their plans in the name of the Lord Jesus, never allowing them to rule. Hallelujah. Because this is the time of the church and the church rules, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Joy. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for this opportunity. Right now, we are going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Always a delightful segment. Over to you, esteemed Sister Amaka. Wonders and miracles are hobbies of the Lord, for he has done so much for us. I praise his holy name. Wonders and miracles are hobbies of the Lord. Oh, he has done so much for us. We praise his holy name. For he has done great things. The Lord has done great things. The Lord is his name. For he has done great things. The Lord has done great The Lord is his name. Wonders and miracles are hobbies of the Lord. For he has done so much for us. We praise his holy name, for he is doing great things. Even now he's doing great things. The Lord is his name. For he is doing great things. 
The Lord is doing great things right now. The Lord is His name. The Lord is doing great things now. 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 Faith is now. God lives in the now. Now. Now, stop postponing that miracle. Stop postponing that testimony. Now, receive it now. Live in it now. Because wonders and miracles are hobbies of the Lord. He does not have to procrastinate it till tomorrow. He can do it now. He has done it now. He has done it now. Thank you, Jesus. Wonders and miracles are your hobbies. And even this morning, this day, we experience the wonders and the miracles that are your hobbies. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today is Wednesday. Twenty-eight of April. And the title of today's devotional says Faith for the Good Warfare. Faith for the Good Warfare. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith, to the faith. 1 Timothy 1, 18-19, NIV translation. If I sit on this verse, we may end up not reading today's devotional and the devotion will end. But I pray that the Spirit of God will communicate all that he has to say to your spirit so that you may get the holistic message. Our theme scripture is very enlightening. To war, a good warfare requires faith and a good conscience. Also, it's important to know who you are up against in this warfare. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These rulers of darkness are the ones that run the course of this world, manipulate and control the thoughts and minds of those who are rebellious to Christ and the gospel. They, there's no good whatsoever in demons. There's no good whatsoever in demons. Everything about them is evil. 
and they have no restraint to wickedness, except when we, by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of, the, of, of Jesus, restrain them. Ephesians 6 tells us with what to put up. Ephesians 6 tells us with what to put up our onslaught and wage our defense against these evil forces of darkness. Verse 13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Then in the 16th verse, after identifying the defense, paraphil the defense paraphernalia, he says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 6, 16 to 17. Here's why the message of faith is so important. Because it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all, above all, above all, taking the shield of faith. It means that if you take every other thing and leave out the shield of faith, it may not work. It will not work. Actually, it will not work. Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God because it is important because it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. This doesn't mean you are to look for a shield called faith. Rather, it means as you operate your faith in God's word, it's a shield with which you shall, without doubt, be able to quench, neutralize, defeat, diffuse diffuse and put out all the fiery darts of the wicked it doesn't matter what missiles the enemy throws at you your faith quells and neutralizes them faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god romans 10 17 the more of god's word you hear the more your faith increases and the more you put the word of God to work, the more your faith is strengthened. Keep hearing God's word and putting it to work. Your faith will be strong and effective. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. It's a faith for the good warfare. It calls it the good warfare because before you started out, God declared you the winner. That's why it's called the, the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. It's a good warfare because you won before you started out, you know. So today there's an emphasis on our faith and I'm excited because I know that in this house are men and women of faith because we're consistently listening to the word, knowing that faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Every day we're here listening to the word from the devotional, listening to the word from the Bible reading, you know, and then we have projecting message a day, you know, we are totally surrounded by the word of God. That means on a daily basis, our faith is being built up. Our faith is increasing. So we never find ourselves in that situation where we lack faith. Because when you see fearful Christians, it's because they did. there's no faith. faith. Fear thrives in a place where faith doesn't exist. Where faith is not growing, fear would grow. Both of them cannot be present at the same time. And as long as you hear the word on a daily basis, faith increases, faith is present. So fear has no place. Fear has no place of expression in your life.
There's so much that the Spirit of God is teaching us in these last days. A lot is happening in the world. And we need to know that we can stop the devil in his tracks. When Sister Joy started out today's prayer, she was saying that so much has been, so much violence has been perpetrated in Nigeria in, in, in the last few days. So many news of terrible things. I don't know if when we see those things on social media, we're just like, oh my God, oh my God, this Nigeria, this Nigeria, this Nigeria. Or do you remind yourself that I can actually put a stop to this thing and then you go into your, your closet and then you kneel down and pray for the next 5, 10, 15 minutes and tell the devil to stop those his activities wherever he's, you know, cast, cast out those demons from the country and tell them to get out and restore peace, restore love, restore joy. You know, yesterday when I heard about the students of the university that were kidnapped and have been killed, you know, I saw it alongside some of the news, but I immediately started praying. I could have exerted my energy and be upset about the terrible things that are happening in Nigeria. Trust me, things are happening in every country. I didn't join the bandwagon to ask um, Nigeria which way, Nigeria which way. See, resist the, the temptation to talk anyhow. Resist it. You are, you are of God. You are of God. Before you post things on your status, before you post things on social media, somebody will say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Would Jesus put up Nigeria which way? No. Jesus will cast out the devils. He will change Nigeria with his words in the place of prayer. Dispersing the ministry of the angels. What are you doing with the angels assigned to you? What are you doing with the, with the, with the, with the opportunity of prayer that you can, you can practice? You know, you see some memes. They are funny. Yes, they make you laugh. You probably saw it somewhere and you laughed, but you know that that is not the communication of the righteous man. That is not the communication of the seed of Abraham. The Bible says, I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. And through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Are you not the seed of Abraham? That means the world is supposed to be blessed through you. Why are you joining them to laugh? Why are you joining them to mock? A lot of those memes are mockeries. And you put it up on your status. You have passed the mockery instead of passing faith. See, let me tell you something. It matters what you are putting up on social media. Don't say it's just a meme. It's a meme that you stood with and you have transferred it to the next person who is also going to stand with it. The Bible says all things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. That means it may not be a sin. It may be okay. It may be okay, but it is not expedient. You don't have to have so much class, have so much standard for certain things to go through your platform. Always be conscious that you represent God. I remember putting up something and one of my friends buzzed me and he said, he said, Amarak, you have too much class for this. 
He said, I know that this and this is justified, but no, there's so many people who are looking up to you who would see that. And I, it was it was less than 30 seconds I put it up and then I got the message and then I removed it immediately and I said, thank you for reminding me who I am. You see, because when you walk with the spirit of God, he will always speak to you. We, we consistently say here that the Bible is not just for inspiration. It's not just for us to come and shout, glory, glory, hallelujah. No, there are certain times when it will hit really hard. It will come as a correction. And depending on how you have trained your heart, that's how your heart will respond. Your heart responding offended is a training of the spirit. Your heart responding and taking the correction like, ah, Omo, Amara, man, better receive this correction. This one, you have, you really did it. I'm like, ah, oh, hey, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I am corrected. I received this correction. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's a training. It's a training. You know, so let the fight of faith be evident in every area of our life. Let us always be on duty. You know, let us always be on duty. Let us not, let there not be a time when we drop our Christianity or the word of God that we believe. That something is trending doesn't make it doesn't mean you should join the bandwagon you don't have to help them trend it what are you helping to trend praise god hallelujah and in our journey as we wage our fight of faith we certainly return with testimonies and in the name of the lord jesus will put to end all the recent activities of violence in different parts of the world we cast out devils of violence devils of darkness who are perpetuating all of these nefarious activities in the name of the lord jesus we say not in my country i want you to say wherever you are say not in my country not in my country not in my country i refuse that my country will be a platform for demonic and violent activities not in my country thank you father in jesus name amen i'll hand over to sister joy for the further study and the Rhapsody prayer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. Um, right now, we're going to be taking the further study, reading from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 17, the Amplified Classic Version. Praise God. Um, Okay, therefore put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands, and having done all the crisis demand to stand firmly in your place, stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins, and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and, and right standing with God, and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace, lift up over all the covering, shield of saving faith, upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one, 
and take the helmet of salvation and the sword that the Spirit wields, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be taking the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Dear Father, I thank you for the faith I have in your word. My faith is alive and with it, I quench, neutralize, diffuse, put out and extinguish all the fearing darts of the enemy, foiling and rendering his devices, manipulations, tricks, lies, schemes, and stratagems ineffective in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Zia to take us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a glorious day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on what part of the world you're connecting from. Welcome to Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Marker, for this amazing platform. And thank you, everyone, that has been consistent. And congratulations to you for being consistent with the daily Bible reading plan. I'll be reading the New Testament Bible reading plan today. And we're reading the book of Luke, chapter 22. And um, from reading from verse 66, going into chapter 23, from 1 to 25. So it reads, When it was morning, the religious leaders of the people and the high priests and scholars all got together and brought him before their high council. They said, Are you the Messiah? He answered, If I said yes, you wouldn't believe it, me. If I asked what you meant by your question, you wouldn't answer me. So here's what I'll have to say. From here on, the son of man takes his place at God's right hand, the place of power. They all say, so you admit your claim to be the son of God. You are the one who keeps saying it, he said. But they had made up their minds. Why do we need any more evidence? We have all had him as good as say it himself. Praise God. Verse chapter 23, the caption, Pilate. Then they all took Jesus to Pilate and began to bring up charges against him. They said, we found this man undermining our law and order, forbidding taxes to be paid to Caesar, setting himself up as Messiah King. Pilate asked him, is this true that you are king of the Jews? Those are your words, not mine, Jesus replied. Pilate told the high priest and the accompanying crowd, I find nothing wrong here. He seems harmless enough to me. But they were vehement. He's stirring up unrest among the people with his teaching, disturbing the peace everywhere, starting in Galilee and now all through Judea. He's a dangerous man, endangering the peace. When Pilate heard that, he asked, so he's a Galilean. Realizing that he properly came under Herod's jurisdiction, he passed the buck to Herod, 
who just happened to be in Jerusalem for a few days. Herod was delighted when Jesus showed up. He had wanted for a long time to see him. He had heard so much about him. He hoped to see him do something spectacular. He peppered him with questions. Jesus didn't answer. Not one word, but the high priest and religion scholars were right there, saying their peace, strident and shrill in their accusations. Mightily offended, Herod turned on Jesus. His soldiers joined in taunting and jeering. Then they dressed him up in an elaborate king costume and sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became thick as thieves. Always before, they had kept their distance. Verse 13, then Pilate called in the high priests, rulers, and the others and said, you brought this man to me as a disturber of the peace. I examined him in front of all of you and found there was nothing to your charge, and neither did Herod, for he has sent him back here with a clean bill of health. It's clear he's done nothing wrong, let alone anything deserving death. I'm going to warn him to watch his step and let him go. At that, the crowd went wild. Kill him, give us Barabbas. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for starting a riot in the city and for murder. Pilate still wanted to let Jesus go and spoke out again. But they kept shouting back, crucify, crucify him. He tried a third time. But for what crime? I found nothing in him deserving death. I'm going to warn him to watch his steps and let him go. But they kept at it, a shouting mob demanding that he be crucified. And finally, they shouted him down. Pilate caved in and gave them what they wanted. He released the man thrown in prison for rioting and murder and gave them Jesus to do whatever they wanted. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. God bless you, everyone. Amen. Thank you very much, Brother Z. Now move over to the Old Testament um, segments of our Bible reading. And um, I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity. Yesterday, we concluded the book of 1 Samuel. And um, at that point, we saw that Saul and Jonathan had died in the battle. So now we are starting 2 Samuel chapter 1. From verse 1, shortly after Saul died, David returned to Ziklag from his route of the Amalekites. Three days later, a man showed up unannounced from Saul's army camp, disheveled and obviously mourning. He fell to his knees in respect before David. David asked, what brings you here? He answered, I have just escaped from the camp of Israel. So what happened? Said David, what's the news? He said, the Israelites have fled the battlefield, leaving a lot of their dead comrades behind. And Saul and his son Jonathan are dead. 
David pressed the young soldier for details. How do you know for sure that Saul and Jonathan are there? I just happened by Mount Gibor and came on Saul, badly wounded and leaning on his spear, with enemy chariots and horsemen bearing down hard on him. He looked behind him, he looked behind him and saw me and called me to him. Yes, sir, I said, at your service. He asked me who I was, and I told him, I'm an Amalekite. Come here, he said, and put me out of my misery. I'm nearly dead already, but my life hangs on. So I did what he asked. I killed him. I knew he wouldn't last much longer anyway. I removed his royal headband and bracelets, and I brought them to my master. Here they are. In lament, David ripped his clothes to ribbons. All the men with him did the same. They, were, they wept and fasted the rest of the day, grieving the death of Saul and his son Jonathan, and also the army of God and the nation Israel, victims in a failed battle. Then David spoke to the young soldier who had brought the report. Who are you anyway? I'm from an immigrant family, an Amalekite. Do you mean to say, said David, that you weren't afraid to up and kill God's anointed king? Right then, he ordered one of the soldiers, strike him dead. The soldier struck him and he died. You asked for it, David told him. You sealed your death sentence when you said you killed God's anointed king. And David sang, his, sang this lament over Saul and his son, Jonathan, and gave orders that everyone in Judah learned it by heart. Yes, it's even inscribed in the book of Joshua. Verse 19. Oh, oh gazelles of Israel, struck down on your heels, the mighty warriors. Fallen, fallen, don't announce it in the city of Gath. Don't post the news in the streets of Ashkelon. Don't give those coarse Philistine girls one more excuse for a drunken party. No more dew or rain for you, heels of Gibor, and not a drop from springs and wells, for they for there the warriors. Shields were dragged through the mob. Saul's shield left there to rot. Jonathan Bow was bold. The bigger they were, the harder they fell. Saul's sword was fearless. Once out of his cupboard, nothing could stop it. Saul and Jonathan, beauty, beloved, beautiful, together in life, together in death, swifter than plummeting eagles, stronger than proud lions. Women of Israel, weep for Saul. He dressed you in finest curtains. And seals spared no expense in making you elegant. The mighty warriors falling, falling in the middle of the fight. Jonathan struck down on your heels. Oh, my dear brother, Jonathan, I'm crushed by your death. Your friendship was a miracle wonder. Love far exceeding anything I've known or ever hoped to know. The mighty warriors falling, falling, and the arms of war broken to bits. <coughs> wow. Oh boy. We move to chapter two. After all this, David prayed. He asked God, Shall I move to one of the cities of Judah? God said, Yes, move. And to which city? To Hebron. So David moved to Hebron along with his two wives, Ainoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David's men, along with their families, also went with him and made their home in and around Hebron. The citizens of Judah came to Hebron, and then, and there made David king over the clans of all Judah. 
a report was brought to David that the men of Jabesh Gilead had given Saul a decent burial. David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh Gilead. God bless you for this, for honoring your master, Saul, with a funeral. God honor you and be true to you. And I'll do the same, matching your generous act of goodness. Strengthen your resolve and do what must be done. Your master Saul is there. The citizens of Judah have made me their king. In the meantime, Abner, son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Saul's son, Ish-Boshet, to Mahanaim and made him king over Gilead, over Asher, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, over Benjamin, king, as it turns out, over all Israel. Ish-Boshet, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he was made king over Israel. He lasted only two years, but the people of Judah struck. But the people of Judah stuck with David. David ruled the people of Judah from Hebron for seven and a half years. One day, Abner, son of Ner, set out from Mahanaim with the soldiers of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, headed for Gibeon. Joab, son of Zeruah, with David's soldiers, also set out. They met at the pool of Gibeon. Abner's group on one side, Joab's on, on the other. Abner challenged Joab, put up your best fighters. Let's see them do their stuff. Joab said, good, let them go at it. So they lined up for the fight. Twelve Benjaminites from the side of the Ishbosheth, son of Saul, and twelve soldiers from David's side. The men from each side grabbed their opponents' heads and stabbed them with their daggers. They all fell dead, the whole bunch together. So they call the place Slaughter Park. It is right there at Gibeon. The fighting went from bad to worse throughout that day. Abner and the men of Israel were beaten to a pulp by David's men. Three sons of Zerah were present, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. Asahel, as fast as a wild antelope, on the open plain chased Abner, staying hard on his heels. Abner turned and said, Is that you, Asahel? It surely is, he said. Abner said, let up on me. Pick on someone you have a chance of beating and be content with those spoils. But Asahel wouldn't let up. Abner tried again. Turn back. Don't force me to kill you. How would I face your brother Joab? When he refused to quit, Abner struck him in the belly with the, with the blunt end of his spear. So hard that he came out his back. As I have fell to the ground and died at once. Everyone who arrived at the spot where, where As I have fell and died stood and gaped. As I have dead. But Joab and Abishai kept up the chase after Abner. As the sun began to set, they came to a hill of Ammon that faced Gaia on the road to the back country of Gibeah. The Benjaminites had taken their stand with Abner there, deployed strategically on the hill. Abner called out to Joab, are we going to keep killing each other till doomsday? Don't you know that nothing but bitterness will come, up, come from this? How long before you call off your men from chasing their brothers? As God leaves, said Joab, if you hadn't spoken up, you would have kept up this chase until morning. Then he blew the ram's horn trumpet, and the whole army of Judah stopped in his tracks. They quit chasing Israel and called off its, the fighting. Abner and his soldiers marched all that night up the Arabah Valley. They crossed the Jordan 
and after a long morning's march, arrived at Mahanaim. After Joab returned from chasing Abner, he took a head count of the army. Nineteen of David's men, beside Asahel, were missing. David's men had cut down 360 of Abner's men, all Benjamin, all dead. They brought Asahel and buried him in the family tomb in Bethlehem. Joab and his men then marched all night, arriving in Hebron at the dawn broke. Chapter 3. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David dragged on and on. The longer it went on, the stronger David became, with the house of Saul getting weaker. During the Hebron years, sons were born to David. Amnon born to Ahinoam of Jezreel, the firstborn. Kileab born to Abigail, Carmel, Nabal's widow, the second. Absalom born to Makkah. Daughter of Tamai, king of Geshur, the third, Adonijah, born to Hagi, the fourth, Shephatia, born to Abita, the fifth, born of Abita, the fifth, Ethraim, born of Egla, the sixth. These six sons of David were born in Hebron. Abner took advantage of the continuing war between the house of Saul and the house of David to gain power for himself. Saul had had a concubine, Rispa, the daughter of Ahia. One day, Ishbosheth confronted Abner. What business do you have sleeping with my father's concubine? Abner lost his temper with Ishbosheth. Treats me like a dog with you. Is this the thanks I get for sticking by the house of your father? Saul so, and all his family and friends, I personally saved you from certain capture by David. You make an issue out of my going to bed with a woman. What God promised David, I will help accomplish. Transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and make David ruler over the whole country. Put Israel and Judah from Dan to Beersheba. If not, may God do his worst to me. Ish Boshet, cowed, cowed by Abner's outburst, couldn't say another word. Abner went ahead and sent personal messengers to David. Make a deal with me, and I will help bring the whole country of Israel over to you. Great, said David. It's a deal, but only on one condition. You are not welcome here unless you bring Mecca, Saul's daughter, with you when you come to meet me. David then sent messengers to each Boshet, son of Saul. Give me back Mecca, whom I won as my wife at the cost of a hundred Philistine foreskins. Each worshipped ordered that she be taken from her husband, Parthiel, son of Lahish. But Parthiel followed her, weeping all way to Bahurim. There Abner told him, go home, and he went home. Abner got the elders of Israel together and said, only yesterday it seems you were looking for a way to make David your king. So do it now, for God has given to go ahead on David. But my servant, David's hand, I will save, by my servant David's hand, I will save my people Israel from the oppression of the Philistines and all their other enemies. Abner took the Benjaminites aside and spoke to them. Then he went to Hebron for a private talk with David, telling him everything that Israel in general and Benjamin in particular were planning to do 
when Abner and the twenty men who were with him met with David in Hebron, David laid out a feast for them. Abner then said, I'm ready. Let me go now to rally everyone in Israel for my master, the king. They will make a treaty with you, authorizing you to rule them however you see fit. Abner was sent off with David's blessing. Soon after that, David's men, led by Joab, came back from a few assignments. Abner was no longer in Hebron with David, having just been dismissed with David's blessing. As Joab and his raising party arrived, they were told that Abner, the son of Ner, had been there with David and had been sent off with David's blessing. Joab went straight to the king. What is this you've done? Abner shows up and you let him walk away scot-free? You know Abner. You know Abner, son of Ner, better than that. This was no friendly visit. He was here to spy on you, figure out your comings and goings, find out what you're up to. Joab left David and went into action. He sent messengers after Abner. They caught up with him at the well at Syrah and brought him back. David knew nothing of this. When Abner got back to Hebron, Joab stared him aside at the gate for a personal word with him. There he stabbed him in the belly, killed him in cold blood for the mother of his brother, Asaphim. Later on, when David heard what happened, he said, Before God, I and my kingdom are totally innocent of this mother of Abner, son of Ner. Joab and his entire family will always be under the curse of these blood guilds. May they forever be victims of crippling diseases, violence, and famine. Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother as hell in the battle of Gibeon. David ordered Joab and all the men under him, rip your clothes into rags, wear mourning clothes, lead Abner's funeral procession with loud laments. King David followed the coffin. They buried Abner in Hebron. The king's voice was loud in lament as he wept at the side of Abner's grave. All the people wept too. Then the king sang the tribute to Abner. Can this be? Abner dead like a nameless bomb. You were a free man, free to go and do as you wished. Yet you fell as a victim in a street brawl. And all the people wept, a crescendo of crying. They all came then to David, trying to get him to eat something before that. But David solemnly swore, I will not so much as taste a piece of bread or anything else for that matter, before sunset. So help me God. Everyone at the funeral took notice and liked what they saw. In fact, everything the king did was applauded by the people. It was clear to everyone that the including all Israel, that the king had nothing to do with the death of Abner, son of Ma. The king spoke to his servants. You realize, don't you, that today a prince and a hero fell victim of foul play in Israel. And I, though anointed king, was helpless to do anything about it. These sons of Zerah are too much for me. God requites the criminal for his crime. Oh boy. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And I hand over to you, Brother Martins. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. First, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Marka for this great opportunity. Okay, we are going into our uh, affirmation this morning. I will start our affirmation by taking our name. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. 
The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The top paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mic as we take our commission on the count of three. Please unmute your mics. Praise the Lord. At the count of three, let's take our formation. One, two, three. My name is Martin Praise the Lord. We are heading straight to our communion now. It's communion segment. And our scripture is taken from First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. For I receive of the Lord that which I deliver unto you. The Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the breaking of bread. Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. Thank you, Lord God, for this great opportunity to break bread. We declare as we break this bread, our nations will never be broken by the power of the Holy Ghost. We declare peace in our land in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, go ahead and break the bread and eat.
after the same manner also it took the cup when he had stopped saying this cup is a new testament in my blood this do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me but as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the lord's death till he comes father in the name of the lord jesus we thank you for the for the precious cup the blood of christ it was shed for us he bled and died that we might live his body broken and now we are free his blood was shed for our righteousness and we walk in victory as we take this cup our victory is consummated by the power of the holy ghost in the name of the lord jesus yes we walk in victory we walk in victory we walk in victory we walk in victory in the name of the lord jesus christ yes everything we do we are rest assured that victory has been consummated in the name of the lord jesus thank you lord we give you all the praise in jesus name go ahead and take the cup Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. At this point, I'll hand over to the esteemed sister Maka. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, ma. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Thank you, Brother John, Brother Jose, Sister Joy, and Pastor Deborah. Thank you for blessing us with the inspirations and the world of um, God's word in your spirit. Um, today is another day, dear people of God, and another day to put the word to work and to live the life that you want to live. Yesterday is gone. You can't change yesterday, but you can do something today that will alter the course of your destiny that holds for you tomorrow. There's a lot I would have loved to share from the scripture readings today. So many life lessons to learn from there, but I'll leave it for tomorrow. It's past seven already. I'll share them tomorrow. Thank you so much, everyone, for connecting. And thank you for the times of fellowship that we all share together. Thank you very much. I'll call on us to meet our mics at this moment as we share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love and the sweetness of the Holy Spirit with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives, and we send the house of the Lord forever and forever. Amen. Praise God, sir, brethren. The world works. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. God bless you. Thank you.